tell this, but we don't show prep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just barely make it's... it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell, but we don't show <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Miami Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha ha, it's the Six Red Cane Show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code, ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up, real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium, ball 14 for the orange or green, we see the Six Red Champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards, a hurricane that's never still put a damage to the squad, the Six Red Cane Show, the Six Red Cane Show, Six rings can't show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. What's going on, everybody? Good evening and happy Transfer Portal Day to all of you, by the way. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's been a chaotic, I don't know, what is it? Uh, 12, chaotic 20, 20, 20 to 21 hours already of college football Transfer Portal season as we've seen some pretty big surprises, uh, some stuff we didn't necessarily expect. But, um, man, there's been a ton of quarterbacks starting quarterbacks that hit the portal so that's interesting to see as well uh but we've got a lot of we've got a lot of players a lot of really really good players that are hitting the, <clears throat> excuse me that have hit the portal so uh we'll talk about that miami is uh going bowling again finally so congratulations to the kings as they get uh they get to go to new york city um to play yankee stadium in the pinstripe bowl against um against uh greg Schiano and, and Rutgers. so yeah, everyone wanted to uh, to play one of our former assistant coaches. They got one of them. Right, yeah. Wasn't the one they were talking about, but uh, they, they got Shano still, actually. There's a lot to cover there because, obviously, you know, um, that's that's where uh, Cristobal got his um, got his start as well with uh, – what's up, Giuliano? That's uh, my buddy, man. Um, I assume know. so with the jazz and exclamation points. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's how he got started, right, with Coach Shiano. Uh, back in the day. So we've got a lot to cover there. But first, before we even get to all of that, I know a lot of the shows are, are doing starting off with this because it is fresh news from the college football playoffs. Um, and I, won't, I, I don't want to go into, you know, whether they got snubbed or not. Uh, we're talk, obviously talking about FSU. But it's more about from an ACC perspective. Um, you know, an undefeated team, I, I get that they, they've had their injuries now and you know, all that stuff plays into uh, what they what they talk about and how they how they you know how they put this together <clears throat> as far as the top four are concerned. My biggest thing is, 
you got a, an undefeated ACC team who's beat who's beaten a couple ranked SEC, SEC programs. Um, you know, may not have the strongest strength of schedule, but they went undefeated and they won their conference championship in a Power Five program. Uh, so, is this more reflection? And I'll start off with Vish and go around the horn on, with you guys on this. Is this more of a reflection on the conference itself and the amount of, I guess, lack of respect or lack of power that this conference has? I'll ask that first question to you, Vish. Uh, yes, that's part of it. Um, the other part is is the power the SEC does have. Um, and I think it's probably the second more so than the first. If if Jordan Travis hadn't got injured, they would have found another reason to somehow shoehorn Bama into there. Um, they were not going to lock out the SEC, period. There's too much money invested in them, in their brand, as we are far superior to the rest of college football. And you know what? This year they were not. Like the ACC had a winning record against them. They had the worst out-of-conference record of any Power 5 conference. Um, they lack the quality wins. And they weren't that good. And that's why they were in a predicament here where you're sitting there with a conference whose name, brand, and reputation is they're far superior to everyone else. And the football on the field did not bear that out this year. And the committee was totally fine. And this is why I say it was more, had more to do with the SEC than anything else. The committee was totally fine with Florida State being fourth last week when Georgia was one. So you got Georgia in one. They got Michigan two, Washington three. FSU's fine at four then. Once Alabama beats Georgia, now they're in deep shit. Because now you can't put Georgia in front of Alabama. But here comes Texas. You can't put Alabama in front of Texas. What are you going to do? You're going to make up a reason. Oh, the quarterback's injured. Keeping in mind, they're talking about how they watched this Louisville game and, you know, it's just not the same team. That is not the quarterback. Say what you want about Rotomaker. He's better than that piece of crap they were throwing out there on Saturday. And they're judging them off of a game with a quarterback that is not even going to play in the playoffs. They were going to come up with a reason. There was just no way in any circumstance they were going to put four teams out there where one of them was not an SEC team. Yeah. So, yeah, part of it is the ACC's weakness to not be able to head that off. Like, the commissioner should have immediately been like, don't you dare do this. We'll, we'll implode your, our TV contracts with you. Because while the schools have all given their rights, and we've talked about this on the show in the past, to the ACC, the ACC can middle finger ESPN, break those contracts and say, like, we're going somewhere else. Screw this. We're not doing this. And, and, and like, they just had no, they have no political capital. They have no foresight. They should have been all over this. Should have never even let this, get to the point where they could consider putting Alabama in. Now, once that conversation started, and you saw ESPN was clearly manipulating it. They're, they're getting Greg Sankey on there and interviewing him. And it's just like, this is, you could see it coming. And actually, say what you want about one of Florida's senators, but Rick Scott, when he, I'm sure everyone saw yeah, this, like, yeah. sent, sent, a, sent a letter to the committee and look, it's like, don't want more important stuff. Don't worry about this. It's not going to go anywhere. But he knows exactly what happened, which everyone else did, because he asked for like 10 pieces of information. Number five was all communications between ESPN executives and the playoff committee. And number six was all communications between the playoff committee and SEC executives. And you know there's a paper trail there that's going to show exactly how this happened. It has nothing to do with Jordan Travis being injured or any kind of, oh, we were evaluating. We just couldn't. BS. The money is in the SEC being the best conference, and you cannot have them not even be top four. 
And that was the end of it. And that that's that's who manipulates this. They have a five-hour selection show because ESPN put money into this. And all of their money is tied up in the SEC because Fox has a bunch of money tied up in, in, in the Big Ten. The SEC, they bought those rights away from CBS. Like, CBS doesn't have this anymore. It's all there. And ESPN controls the playoffs. They control the narrative. And they were not going to have their investment lose value. And that was the end of it. So the ACC absolutely could have done something by being an actual conference. But God forbid they have any foresight. They sent a strongly word letter after the fact. They should have been right in there. Like I said, they should have had their commissioner on TV saying, what are you effing kidding me? Because on the surface, it's absurd to leave out right. the undefeated team. Allowed it to, they allowed that train to kind of pick that, leave the station, pick up momentum. And then they got run over by like, I can't believe this happened. So yeah, that's where there's definite weakness on the ACC's part as well. Blue, um, just to kind of piggyback off of that, right? You've got a lot of teams that are upset. <clears throat> Excuse me. You got a lot of teams that are upset in the conference. The um, obviously there's been a lot of talk already uh, about a lot of teams moving or leaving, um, and I know that there's a lot of contractual obligations which might you know hinder that. But you're also seeing teams that are trying to find ways to do that, right? Do you think that this is going to um, start a, a I don't want to say a mass exodus, but this is going to start the actual legitimate movement? on some teams like Clemson and FSU, Miami, and, and maybe another top program in the ACC to really consider figuring out a way to get out of this conference? And should they even try to do that? I wouldn't do it. Because <clears throat> oh, you're going to go to another conference, you still have to play a schedule, and you'll still get axed out being in another conference. You know, I mean, I don't see, I don't see all, you know, all that. I mean, what do you, pretty soon you just have one conference. And that's how they'll do it. But I, Listen, what happened is never – well, actually, Vish says it could happen next year. I just uh, – because you're going to have a team. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're going to well, have Well, no, team. I mean, there's going to be more teams in a conference championship. Not to this magnitude, but it's, I understand. Yeah, but – I wouldn't. But, but I feel like – yeah, so what we were talking about before you showed up, Jazz, is like, you know, this there's playoff formats going away, right? So right. – there's not going to be a conference champion of a major conference left out because of the new criteria is you automatically get in. Right. But we we could very realistically, our own school be sitting here with 10 wins and having them argue that an eight win Kentucky team is actually better than us because they lost to Auburn by 10 points. And we, right. you know, lost to Florida state by four points, but really is Florida state. Yeah, even good or something. And, and then, and that'll be for like the 10th spot. And it's not as high stakes as this, because this is like criminally absurd what they did to Florida state. Whereas if you're 10 and two or whatever, it's less of a, you know, you could have won another game or whatever, but it's still going to be, that's what it's, it's just a simple economics, the money and power is concentrated in two conferences. If you're not in one of those, I think what yesterday was, was kind of shocking how far outside of that the ACC is versus, um, cause you figured, all right, at least we go undefeated in a major conference. That's got to mean something. It doesn't mean anything. Yep. Uh, and DJ, lastly but not least, all right, we've got a lot of things to cover today. Do you think FSU got, yeah. you know, got screwed? Do you think they got screwed? Yeah. Do you think they should be in the playoff? Yeah. And, you know, say say what you want about maybe the parity that the expanded playoff will provide, but kind of what Vish said, in a way, you know, I still think it's going to be an opportunity for the SEC to assert their dominance unfairly in a playoff setting. And 
Florida State did get screwed. I mean, you know, I've heard theories that, you know, FSU may not be a good matchup to watch. So, you know, that that was a reason why they were left out of the college football playoff. That shouldn't matter at all. They went undefeated. You know, they suffered a major injury to their quarterback, and yet they were able to get the job done. So they absolutely did get screwed, and I don't see it getting better with the expanded playoff. I will say this. I want to say one thing, right? So um, if if you go specific, if you go exactly by what the criteria was to put teams in the playoff, I know it sounds like a crappy criteria, but one of the criteria was apparently, and I'm not going to say verbatim, obviously, but, you know, uh, injuries and player coach availability for that game, right, for the playoff games. Um, You know, and then there's obviously the other ones, conference championships, yada, 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 whatever. Um, Just based off of that, I see why that decision was made, and I know this is an unpopular opinion, and while I do think that they deserve the right to be there, I think they got it right at the end of the day. And I, I know that's the unpopular opinion uh, because, you know, some may say, this is, you know, FSU's undefeated and yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, so from, I, from, a purely, from a purely football perspective, forget about everything else. And and, 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 and I, I this is my opinion. I think they got it right at the end of the day as far as – I have a so, question so about my, that, though. My, my, problem with, my problem with that, though, is – I, I think you'd have a stronger argument if Alabama didn't struggle in half their games this year. They have not been that good this year. And to me, that's the they're getting they're riding on the coattails of where Alabama. They almost lost to Auburn last week. Auburn sucks. They struggle bad with USF. They had to win that game at the end. Like USF, like this is not your tip. Like if they came through and just rolling over people, and you're like, God, they're playing at such a high level now that like, how do you keep them up? They've been struggling week in, week out the entire season. And yeah, and right. they lost at home by double digits. They lost at home by double digits. Yeah, they almost lost to USF. They almost lost to Auburn. They needed a miracle to win that game. So when you when it, it would be a different thing if they were so dominant and had like something where they stubbed their toe on the road or something. That's just not this team. And and the problem I have with the injury clause, and you're absolutely right, it's in there. They have their their disclaimer in there that they could use, which they've never chosen to use until now. But what happens if like Milro gets injured in practice now and he's out? You pull them out now? Because their right. other quarterback in the portal, they're going to distract snap to receiver. It is all just it. It was the answer was we're going to put Alabama in, and then they they filled in the justification whether or not you think Bama is better or not. That's not why they actually did it because that's not how they think. This is money and power. Yeah. Um. Well, you know what? They're not undefeated in the Big 12 because Texas went in there and kicked their ass around. So, like, I, I think, you know, the fact that the SEC is... Again, they also take into account, you know, and we could be doing this all day, right? It's, you know, right. early on in the season, they struggled. They, they, you know, the quarterback didn't play against USF, Jalen Merrill. Jalen Merrill, for all intents and purposes, the, the kids, the kid, if you ask me, next year he's a front runner for the Heisman. Uh, yep. They, they didn't struggle. They they only struggled. They did struggle against USF, um, but without him. And then they struggled with Auburn. Uh, but they struggled with Auburn. Arkansas as well. They struggled with Arkansas as well. They won by four. They did. They did. I Arkansas that, is a yeah. four-win team. Like I'm saying, this is not – I'm not saying they're not a good team. They're a really good team. They might win the damn championship. That's not what I'm saying. 
What I'm saying is for me, and again, this is opinion. This is the but problem. The same argument can be made for Texas, right? I mean, they struggled yeah. against, you know, Kansas, Kansas State. State. They, got, they got lucky that Kansas State they lost, they lost to Oklahoma. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I guess, and any of these four teams can win the championship. So I'm not yeah. even, I'm not saying Alabama's bad or anything. I'm saying if another team with a from a different conference with a different name on the helmet had that <clears> resume, <throat> this would not have even been an argument. You can't do that. It's, it was actually what ended up happening is they were weighing the thought of locking the SEC out against the thought of leaving out an undefeated P5 team, and they right. said, we're not locking the SEC out. That was the decision they were making. Um, and if Texas hadn't beaten Alabama, they would have right. tossed Texas out and put Florida State yep. in and not had a problem with For it. For sure. Um, even, with the same, even with the same record and everything, if, Al, if, if Texas had gone in and won at Georgia instead, it just happened to not be the team that they played directly. Um, then, then they could have left Texas out and been fine with it. And that's why if Georgia had won, I think it would have been Georgia. It would have been Michigan, Washington. I think they would have left Florida State in four where they had them before. the. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't think they would yeah. have leaped Texas over them at that point. But they had to put Texas in front of Alabama because they beat them by 10 in Alabama. And then that left them in a position where using the criteria they'd used the, the last 10 years, well, would have been Texas Florida State in there. Yeah. And so it's just it's, – it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. But anyways – all right. right. Well, we, we should. We should. I've been too. I've been too. Um, Florida State positive. So I'm just going to share this so we can move on. Because you know what? F you. You insulted our school and you got karma up your ass. You read the shirt. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was. I was reading the shirt. All right. Um. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, There's a shirt on top of that. Um. And uh, that's not the best shirt to put that on. Okay. This is what. It, let's just I mean. It I mean. It, it is. It is what it is at this point. Um. But that's supposed to make me angry. But okay. Yeah. Well. No. Well, not us. Because, uh, yeah. Uh, um, we're we're oh, good either man. way. But anyway, you know. They, Congratulations they of... to Miami of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they did win their conference. We we, we bested a conference champion. Eleven Big wins. time for my. That's true. That's by true. the way. Shout out to FSU for luck. Maybe they should stop doing the racist chant and the luck will go their way because they also won the ACC in basketball and were like a top three team in the country the COVID year when they canceled the postseason. So they're just <laughs> they're they're right. <laughs> they're getting it all. Karma is yeah. a bitch. But um, anyways. Um, yeah. Moving right along, we got. Listen, uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is the uh... the Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rigs Kane Show. You know. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.